0: Hi and welcome to the podcast. This is Mike
1: and I'm Mary. And that's why we
0: call this Monday's with
1: Mike and Mary. I'm so
0: excited. I had such great calls this week. Oh Oh, man, I can't wait to do this podcast. So I don't have to because we're doing it. Okay. How about that? No more waiting. Our chance. To reflect back on our most recent coaching calls, pick some highlights just for you. Parade of techniques, ask the experts. Oh, this is exciting.
1: Well, you better start because you're kind of jazzed, I would say.
0: Well, for those of you who still have not planned your client appreciation event.
1: Oh, you mean like that you're at a glance calendar <laughs> yes. that we gave everybody in November? Yeah. And we're still working on it. Maybe. That's okay. It's, yeah. it's possible. Yeah.
0: Yep. Maybe you're going to do it in the summer, so you're still in the planning stages. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. I had a great parade of techniques. Okay. This was a person who invited their entire book of business for bowling.
1: Oh. Now, I
0: grew up in Buffalo, and Buffalo's is essentially the Midwest, so it's not as sophisticated as some markets might be, you know, like, I don't know, Los Angeles or Miami or... Manhattan okay I don't know that you would invite Manhattanites to go bowling but this is the Midwest and she had 300 people What? at a bowling alley no way filled up 40 lanes and she said here's why I like this first of all I if I if I invite everyone to go to the movies I don't get to table hop
1: mm-hmm. and
0: have conversations if we do it at the bowling alley I got to hop from table to table to table and had conversations with everybody. Now, the bowling alley operator is so intent on marketing his product that he donated the lanes for the whole evening.
1: No way. Yeah,
0: and she got sponsors who bought pizza and pop because it was a family event. Okay. This cost her zero.
1: No to do- way. Zero.
0: Wow. Yeah, and the sponsors were able to put up the banners. She had somebody come in an Easter bunny costume. What? She had a magician going from table to table doing close-up magic. (laughs) And this, she's going to do it again this year. Okay. This this was a significant part of where her business came from for the whole year. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine getting 300 people to a client appreciation event? That's amazing.
1: Yep. Yeah, and it's not at $25 a plate or $60 a plate mm-hmm. or, yeah.
0: And here's the, the best part. It's self-liquidating, and before the event and after the event, here's your perfect reason to call everybody in your book of business. So if you're still working on your event, take a cue from this and look for a kind of business that's, looking to promote itself and might be willing to donate the use of their facility. I think this was smart, 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 and I really liked it. What's your parade of techniques?
1: Well, speaking of that year at a glance calendar, how interesting that the parade of techniques I'm going to bring up has to do with the same kind of thing. You're kidding. No, because Why? we're all working on that, right? We don't necessarily have it finalized. right? So we had a, an entire team that discussed, okay, what's your mail? Oh, What's, what's working for you?
0: What are you sending? And yeah.
1: this Parade of Techniques was I used to send just listed and just sold cards and get good traction from that, get inquiries, generate conversations. But it seems like that information is out there everywhere. That is not what people really need or, or are interested in. What's generating more interest right now is a flyer specific to that ge- the, the geographic area. So here's a gal that's put together market information showing increases in prices, showing how many properties are sold, showing market share. Uh, she happens to work with a company that has at least four times, probably five times more business in that market area than anyone else. So she took 200 people in a geog- in a geographical area, 200 people in her own neighborhood and 200 past gra- past clients, people that she knows. So she's got 600 pieces of mail going out once a month. Um, and she's just jazzed. She's bumped into people that are asking her about it. Um, so anyway, as a result of that wonderful Parade of Techniques, and she offered to share all of her examples, uh-huh. um, the the team as a whole is all working on their mail-outs for the entire year, Perfect. having this vision, who's going to do it, how are we going to get it done, and on our next call, we're all going to report. Isn't that neat?
0: Outstanding.
1: Yeah. I like it too. All right, so... Ready for an Ask the Experts question? Are you just as excited about your Ask the Experts question? Maybe even more so. Oh, geez, <laughs> you're like vibrating today. What's going on know. with you?
0: Well, you know what happens toward the end of a year. Yes. Sellers start procrastinating. You know, call us after the first of the year. Right. We're going to wait till after the holidays, Super Bowl, Hol- yeah, yeah right, whatever. Right. You know, and we haven't had Super Bowl yet, but there's still that lingering procrastination effect even even in january when the spring market starts
1: oh yeah but sellers think spring might be depending on your place in your in the country sellers can think march april may right
0: so this is an ask the experts question that came about as a result of of a for sale by owner asking one of our students a perfectly innocent question and the question was um if I list with you, is there a way that I can still market my property on my own and find a buyer on my own at the same time? Well, wouldn't you think that every agent in the world would know about this? That, yes, there is a way you can do that? Okay. Because what happens when, well, I, you know, it's called an exclusive agency listing versus an exclusive right to sell. I know the terminology may be different from market to market. Okay. um, But for for sale by owners who feel like they still can get the job done, well, this is a way to give them that pride, that ego, to let them continue to do that, but get them to commit to listing with you. Not an open listing. This is exclusive to you. And psychologically, what happens when somebody signs a listing agreement, even if it isn't an exclusive right to sell. As a for sale by owner, psychologically, they're saying, I give up, well, let, let you do it. I pick know? you
1: for yeah. one thing, so it knocks out your competition. It does. That that would be one thing that happens.
0: And because you're reporting it to the MLS, realtors stop calling you.
1: Oh, oh, I could see this as a door opener. Yeah. Right. like. Mr. For Sale By Owner, what if you could have your cake and eat it too? I've got an idea. Would you at least be willing to meet with me to hear it? Yeah. Oh, I can see this as a good first step. Ooh, I like this.
0: Now, but wait a minute. There's okay. a potential drawback. Well, yeah, of course there is. <laughs> What's the drawback? What? Yes. They might find a buyer on their own and cut you out. Right. Or they might go around you or, well, whatever. FISBOS are Fizbo's. You can't get them all. But you can get some of them this way and you can move them one step closer to that exclusive right to sell listing, which is another suggestion, piece of advice that we got from somebody else. Almost the same question, which is, how do I get people to commit to listing now? Okay. Even though they're not going to put their house on the market now. In other words, is there a difference between a start date for the listing and a signature date that you get from the seller? And of course there is. In fact, there's a whole uh, bunch of forms in different MLSs sure. and different markets sure. that have already figured this out, and I really love it. It's, it's either called a pre-listing agreement or uh, delayed listing status with exclusive right to sell. Uh, there's an exemption authorization form that they fill out. In other words, go to your board. Let's get the signature now. (laughs) Yeah. And you're indicating that you'll come on the market two weeks from now, Uh, four weeks from now, six weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that'll give you time to do your cleanup, paint up, fix up, declutter, all that stuff that sellers use as a reason to procrastinate, Mm -hmm. to put you off. Mm -hmm. Here's how much time are you going to need to get that done? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if they like you, know you, trust you, respect you, What if you leave the house without a signature on anything? What are the odds that something untoward could happen between that date and the time where you call them back and say, okay, you ready? Well,
1: my my cousin. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So here you go. Check that out with your multiple listing system. Use that close with for sale by owners. Use that close with procrastinators. Here's a way to get some listing signatures now.
1: I like that. Thank you. That's wonderful. I have a better one, of course. Um, of course. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: We're but, not uh, the least bit competitive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I thought this was a great ask the experts question. I think every agent encounters a seller who complains and creates a problem for the agent. We all encounter this where there's a seller that is unhappy with whatever happened. At the showing, you know, they let the cat out. They didn't lock the door. They were snoopy. So this agent said, Someone used the guest bathroom and splashed water all over. Oh, no, how could that be? Oh, there's cameras everywhere. These this days. agent said, I think, this The seller said, I think someone touched my computer. <laughs> I know I turned my computer off. So what do you say to a seller that could help you potentially avoid having to deal with this overreaction that, you know, Ooh, they're I unhappy now. It's all your fault. Yeah. You know, Oh, she got such beautiful advice. And then right after that was a little piggyback about kids because sometimes children could be the ones splashing water all over the bathroom. Children can be the one tearing through the house. So, so a couple of these kind of woven together. So, remind the seller that anything that can be moved should be moved you know like especially your valuables how about your oxycotton in the medicine oh cabinet? boy yeah you know um help honest people be be honest that's kind of a cool little phrase we have a we have an a, an agent that has a box of shoe covers by the front door of all his listings nice isn't that a sweet little touch oh, that yeah you know, we can't force them to wear them, but.
0: Haven't you ever seen an episode of CSI?
1: Right. And, yeah. you know, we think, of, I mean, you and I have been in houses, million dollar houses where there's shoe covers, but what if there was shoe covers in all of your listing? Yep. It would almost, by handing that, cause you to remind yourself to say to the seller, by the way. <laughs> yeah, have a know. box
0: of those at an open house too.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, there was a, quite a conversation about showing time. The people that are using showing time to set up their, uh, you know, they have an appointment center and directing that appointment center to tell the showing agent, please make sure you relock the door. Please Mm -hmm. don't let the buyer walk around unescorted. Um, The stager has a role in this, reminding the buyer to remove these things an example was given about some precious figures that the seller owned. I said buyer, but I meant seller, that the seller owned in the house. Why do you need those out? You do not need those as a decorating little thing. Little Hummel things. Yeah, right? those yeah. are expensive. Put those away. Um, this agent says, I always tell my sellers to kid-proof your house because everybody knows what that means. So... Um, And then anytime there's a bathroom issue, I always say, yeah, they were probably just checking the water pressure, you know, because people do check the water pressure, do turn on a shower. Yeah, I
0: child-proofed our house, but the the children got back in anyway. Oh, you you are so bad.
1: And of course, then I heard about the kids. We're going to play a game of I Spy. Oh. here's the way it works. (laughs) You got to keep your hands in your pockets. And then we're going to look for these things. So pretty clever for kids that are a little bit older. And the final one is where you started. Even if we don't see the camera, today we know there are lots of baby monitors, lots of cameras, could even be a ring doorbell. Oh, I see they don't have a ring doorbell, but that doesn't mean that we won't be on camera. Be careful what you do and say in the house. In fact, I'd really prefer that we have no conversation about the property, what you like or what you don't like in the house. We would wait until we leave it. We might be recorded. I like that. Great awareness. Well, that's
0: kind of an interesting sales technique. <laughs> you know, let's have a discussion about the house after you look at it. You know, that way, when they give you one of those hesitations, this room's too small. I mean, nothing you say is going to make it larger. Right. Yeah. So what does Floyd say? Ignore hesitations while you're showing the house. So afterwards, when you have the discussion, in the privacy of your automobile or wherever you are, that's a that's a great sales technique. I like that. Pretty smart. Yeah. What good stuff we got this week. Aren't huh? we lucky?
1: We have such smart people that we get to work with every The smartest every week. in the business. hmm
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. <laughs>